Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. We have officially survived the 2021 season. The Super Bowl is over. But you know what? We're still here. We're still using the Dynasty Trade Calculator to talk about player values, to talk about trades. And the fun, the fun, the fun rookies are in the Dynasty Trade Calculator now. So not only do we have individual picks, we have player names. So... This stuff is getting real, and I'm excited, and we are here for it. I am Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. We have John Bosch at John Bosch FF. We also have Kane Vassell at Debbie underscore Kane. And today is one of those very weird shows where we have a tight end to talk about, which means we don't have a quarterback to talk about, which means I get to go first. And if Aaron Jones hadn't ruined the fun... We'll take him out of our lineup for a second of players we've talked about. We did Derek Henry, Devin Singletary, Dalvin Cook. And since we need to carry the D train going, uh uh-oh, we're going to talk about David Montgomery today. This is a guy. Here's a guy where um, that, I mean, he's always been good. He's never been a player that anyone's really ever been excited about. He's always been steady. He's always had the volume. And assuming very very heavy on the assuming he keeps that workload it should get better for him because that offense can't get worse now that Nagy's gone you're gonna hope that Fields takes that next step better quarterback play running quarterback is good for a running back so does that make David Montgomery better but my question really is is anything that David Montgomery can do at this point going to raise his value I, I, I know. I mean, he's 24 years old, which is unfortunate, unfortunately like a death knell for running backs at this point. And he's done like not this past season that just happened the season before he did really well. The last few weeks carried that over into 21 where he did pretty well. I should have pulled up how many points he scored and what score he was among the running backs, but I didn't think to do that. And I'm not going to stop and do it now, but He has, and I'm going to show you right now, the lack of respect going on, where in the trade calculator, he is worth 18.5 points. The 107 is worth 19.4, and the 108 is worth 17.9. So David Montgomery finds his way in the midpoint between the 107 and the 108. So I guess my question to you guys is, does that either of those picks matter to you, or is it just... Straight up pick, straight up David Montgomery. I'll take the pick. <laughs> Either one of them. Uh, I'm okay getting out on David Montgomery for mid first. Um, I would probably give a late first for him. Uh, mid first, I'll I'll take the pick. He, you say that he's been good. I don't. He's been okay. Like, and he's fine. He'll still be fine. I don't think he has any room to go up in value. Then not at all. At this point, you're just looking for what's what are you going to get production wise next year out of him, and uh, it'll probably be fine. Like you know, he can slot in as your final flex player. Eh, that's fine. That's not what I want out of a mid first round pick. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really what you're like. You're stuck finding synonyms for not great. <laughs> like, that. that's what he is. You uh, have I been finally, acceptable. While you were talking, I pulled it up. He was running back 17 points per game with 14.31. And that is with one game where he had a bagel. Not acceptable. Satisfactory. Your work, your work performance this year has been satisfactory. <laughs> uh, that brings back memories of all of my report cards and uh, job in, um, reviews. Uh, Kane, what about you? Would you take Dave Montgomery or the 107-108 area pick? I would take any first-round pick in this draft <laughs> for David Montgomery. Wow. That's rough. Okay. All right. So is it lack of faith in the player specifically do you think that with the new coaching staff maybe Khalil Herbert gets some play do you think it's other things I can't think of right now like or are you just magically high on someone at the end of the first now now that we're a little bit more settled in or is it just no Montgomery it, so it's it's mainly no Montgomery so he, here's the things that I look at right he has one year left on his contract mm -hmm. with the Bears in 2023, it'll be the best running back class we've had in a very long time, right? Okay. Um, so we're going to be looking at running back similar to 2020, right? Where we saw a lot of good running backs entering the league. Um, you add that with the fact that at some point, running backs are getting so saturated with talent that we see a lot more two back sets, right? Mm -hmm. A lot more offenses that that rely on two running backs and as that happens the value of the running backs continue to drop so in my eyes there's really no spot where david montgomery will ever be worth a first round pick to me this year or in the future so even this one coming up 2022 you I'll think okay do you think he will produce I guess either of you could really answer this. Do you think his production will at least stay the same, if not hopefully increase a little bit? Like, is there like, do we think that there's just a decline in a player for some reason? Like for a year, he'll have good production, but, but then you're that. you're dealing with all the question marks of where is he going to go? Is he actually going to go to a, a you know be a starter somewhere else? Um, I think realistically, you're looking at like the hope is that he turns into a Melvin Gordon esque player right where he can go to Denver and be serviceable for two years or mm -hmm. go somewhere and be serviceable for a couple of years. But that art, that low end RB two value and, and point scoring isn't worth, you know, a first round pick to me. Yeah, that's super fair. Like I had the same reaction as John at first where it's like, all right, I'll take the one Oh seven or one Oh eight. But if I could do that and then somehow, in a month or three, send the 112 or something of that value. Maybe I would think about it once we got closer to the season. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think it's a very quick fall to the point where Montgomery's value just won't be worth a first anymore, especially once this year ends. I think if magically they walk in and they still let Montgomery be that guy where they just ignore the talent in Khalil Herbert that they've seen, Maybe he'll be worth a late first to a team trying to make a push, but it's not something I want to do before the season, especially before I see where the rest of my team is going. So these are really take the picks. So especially in the 2023 draft, you'll never get a first round, a 2023 first round pick for David Montgomery anywhere in this next season. 
Right. right. Fair point. You'll, the you'll never be trading 22 picks anymore because we made those picks. Yeah. So, yeah. so absolutely if, right. If you don't take the 2022 first, you will never get another first for David Montgomery. Okay. Well, at least we all agree. Yes, we all agree. Take the picks. And it seems like I'm definitely pushed towards never worth a first again. So take a first <laughs> if you can get it. All right, good. I I'm think glad he's worth have. a first. Not, not a 2023 first, but if you have one of those like late drafts, like you said, wait for running backs as long as you possibly freaking can. Never try and get them. But if you do your rookie draft late and your team looks like a contender late, I, you know, I'd still give up the late first for him. I don't, I don't value late firsts in this draft um, to be all that much more. So if I can get like one year of good production, if I have a late first, I'm assuming it's from being a competing team. Yeah. And like, okay, I'm I'm kind of okay tossing it away, understanding, look, I'm capped at one year of production. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me one year where you're a starter on my squad and I hopefully can get to the playoffs and the championship again. And that's that's a worthy investment for me. Once you get past this year's rookie drafts, you guys are right. He's probably worth a second. You, know, you can probably get him for a 2023 second as the season approaches especially if he's on a team that has decided they're not going to be contending as that season gets closer. I bet you we see him switched for a 2023 second a lot. Yeah, that sounds like something that'll happen a lot. Okay, so let's move on now to the list of players. I have... Oh, yeah, we still have to do that. <laughs> I have thankfully not given you eight players. Didn't even give you seven. Six players. We have Zeke Elliott, Travis Etienne, Elijah Mitchell... David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards Elair. Now again, I did not do my rankings beforehand, so I'm, I'm gonna... I missed one. You want to hit me with those again? Yeah, Zeke Elliott, Travis Etienne, Elijah Mitchell, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards Elair. Uh, I think I can start here. I'm gonna go. Etienne is number one for me. He still has what I think honestly is the safest floor and the highest upside still of any of the players on this list. Of course he does because we haven't seen him. So he's nothing but upside, right? Yep. Uh, I don't care. I, I think he'll be back fine off of his injury. I want Travis Etienne easily above any of these other guys. I'm going to stick with trying to keep up with upside and I'll go Elijah Mitchell at number two. Then I'm going to go with the uh, steady, but not fully expecting much upside in the future beyond this year. We'll go Zeke, Jacobs, Clyde versus David Montgomery. It's kind of a coin flip situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Clyde Edwards Hilaire based solely on the same reason that he got drafted in rookie drafts ahead of people that he probably shouldn't have looking back. He's on a better team, better offense. <laughs> I'll let that be my tiebreaker. So there, there and there's a tier break like uh ETN and Elijah Mitchell, probably a tier. Zeke and Jacobs, probably a tier. And then CEH and Dave Montgomery, probably a tier. Mine's incredibly similar. Mine too. ETN <laughs> at one, Mitchell at two. I have Jacobs at three, Zeke at four, just because solely based on age. Yeah. Like Josh Jacobs is only 23, oh, wow. which to me is absolutely wild. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, And then Zeke at four. Montgomery at five. I know CEH is on a better team, but Montgomery actually plays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then CEH <laughs> at six because that whole that whole playtime thing. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah, there's that's the crux. 
Yeah. Right? It's a little important for running backs. See, I knew this was going to be one of the big differences between us. I knew you guys would end up having Mitchell higher than I do just because that seems to be the consensus when the three of us talk. You two like Mitchell a lot more than I do. But I didn't I don't realize I liked him that much more than you, but I, I guess I do if, if it's become a pattern at this point. Both of you, most people. But it's not super different. I have ETN at one, and for me, that's my tier. ETN is a tier of himself in here. I have Zeke at two, Mitchell at three. They're another tier. I know. I don't get it. I think I'm just stuck on the idea that Zeke is very good. While he's not the Zeke that he used to be, he'll still be pretty pretty good and that's i i to me it's just more trust it's just more trustworthy than mitchell is right now i that's just i don't know it's how i feel you can't tell me i'm wrong because it's purely based on feeling and don't you dare tell me my feelings are wrong john no they're not wrong they just don't matter that yes i've heard that plenty that's fine (laughs) i have jacobs at four (laughs) and then montgomery at five ceh at six and really honestly it came down to the exact thing that uh, kane was saying the chiefs don't want clyde edwards alaire to be the guy now i know that i think mckinnon and willie daryl williams are free agents but i think they could sign both of them back super easy and super cheap so I, I think the same thing happens where the Chiefs don't pass to the running backs unless it's Daryl Williams. I don't know what it is, but they will only pass to him, even though CEH was pretty much a pass catcher when he was brought in. And it's just, I don't know what they're doing there. It's like Sony Michelle all over again. But that's, again, our, our, our groupings are pretty similar, but a little different. I also have that tier break right above five and six, like after Josh Jacobs. So again, all pretty similar. But let's move on to wide receiver, which I believe is John. It is me. And we're going to talk about a guy who I think we've hit tangentially a whole bunch of times. Nice vocab word. Cool. I know. Let's just go direct hit, though, right now. Jalen Waddle. Ooh, yeah, yeah, there it I is. I bring him up a yes. lot. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. First question is, is he your number one receiver uh, or number two receiver from last year's rookie class? Has he jumped Devonta Smith for everybody? Obviously Chase is first. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Agreed there. That gives me a, a little bit uh, of knowledge when we go to the list, hopefully. All right. So he comes in on the calculator at the 30 point at 30.2. That is just slightly above the 102. So I guess if you want to say the 102 and a fourth, who cares? The 102. Would you give the 102 for Jalen Waddle? Yeah. I know Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle's situation. I think bringing in another wide receiver, it's Jalen Waddle isn't really what they used him as. So bringing another wide receiver might correct that, which would be good. He might lose the PPR goodness, but hopefully the efficiency and usage goodness will go up. That's my new metric I just invented right now. So I do. Yes. I I firmly believe that he is super talented. He's on a team that will keep getting better. So I will take that, all that I just said over the gamble of what the one Oh two will be. That's close for me um i think waddle's just safer than if it was the 101 it'd be the 101 by a good margin for me but i would take waddle over the 102 is is oh man i'm gonna blank on the name malik willis is is he your easy 101 now yeah 
just wanted to double check because making it a mobile quarterback at the 101 that boosts the 101 value a bit. He's basically a top 12 dynasty quarterback right now. He's like 12 or 13. Yeah, for I, most people. MFL did the flip over, so we have names, so we're going to see yes. that soon. All right, so my next question was going to be uh how how close would it be for the 101, but I think just the power of the 101 alone makes it pretty easily the 101. Is there does anybody have any argument for the 101? Or no, the answer is the 101, but I'm, I'm sorry. The answer is easy the 101. My question that I have in my head right now is what would bridge the gap? Probably not a lot. Like if I can get Jalen Waddle and any other first, I would take that in a heartbeat. And for me right now, it seems like Malik Willis has separated himself. The other options aren't quarterbacks. <laughs> the other options are a wide receiver or a running back. And that's just, to, to me, that's a huge gap then when you're talking yep. about super flex because of the positional variance. It's just so, so different. So that 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 is a full tier break right now. For me, the 101 is a full tier break, which means it's going to cost an additional first to make that move. So if I could get Jalen Waddle, I don't care if it's the 112 this year. I don't care if it's a 2025 first, whenever. <laughs> like it doesn't matter to me. If I get Jalen Waddle on that, I'd probably give up the 101. Despite the fact that it's that much more valuable to me, I would still rather have Jalen Waddle and an additional first at some other point than the 101. Just so you know, it's also been rumored that Malik Willis has been hand timed sub four four. So when the combine Woo! comes, he's gonna he's somehow gonna go. I don't think he, I don't think he runs at the combine. <laughs> oh, like, well, that's true. He probably won't. I, if I were him, I would just run at my pro day, get yeah. that hand hand time buffer. Oh, yeah. Make sure it's under four four. Easy peasy. Get that yeah. bias right there. Yeah, yeah. Why not? All right, let's hit let's hit the list. It sounds like Jalen Waddle is well liked on this. So we are gonna start high. We're gonna go with DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs. T. Higgins, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and of oh, course, Jalen Waddle. Does anybody jump out at you like this person's way above and shouldn't even be on the list? Yes. Who is I'm sure that? he's going to say AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Okay. He, he was where I didn't want to start, but I was pretty, you guys sounded pretty high on Waddle as well. Russ, is AJB, AJB off the list for you? I mean, uh, yeah. It's less names to do. Everybody else, I think it, there is a question. He was AJB was the one that I, I reached a little so higher with you guys being as high on him as I seem to be, but uh, none of us so are high sad to see uh, Devonte Adams on this list. All right, I have mine here. Um, Let's go for it. I'm going to take Cooper Cup at one. Um, I'm going to take Jalen Waddle at two. Devonte Adams at three, and that's a tier for me. Um, I somehow didn't write down a four, but, uh, <laughs> but Brown? next is Diggs, and then DK, and then T. Higgins. My list is the exact same as Kane's, except for I will now take Waddle over Cup. Oh. Yep, we've gotten to that point. Uh, I will take that age, that mass. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's a, it's like eight, it's like five or six, seven years. Like it's a lot of years. Should have looked it up as Russ would say, uh, I didn't, but, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big age reset. And as much as I like cup, 
it's probably like a good five years. Right now, I'll take that age reset. I think that I think that does tip the scales and breaks that tie at the very top. Other than that, my list is exactly the same as Kane's. Um, I was only half listening because I had to still do my list as both <laughs> of you were talking. So my list is Cup, Adams, Waddle, DK, Diggs, T. And honestly, I'm not that far from switching Diggs and T. Just because there's there's another age gap. And I mean, Diggs looked human and that offense isn't super consistent. So give me T Higgins on that offense. So I probably by the start of the season, I will have those two flipped for sure. But right now I'm still putting Diggs ahead of Higgins. I you, know, I, you know, I love T Higgins. So I, I can't even really argue with that. The The bottom three in this list for me are all fairly interchangeable. And my Bengals fandom might just lead me to taking T Higgins above, you know, who Metcalf and Diggs. So, yeah, that uh, I I still think like it. The reality of what DK Metcalf is and will be is there in my head, but I still think at this point I take him above them, only because of what the value is on DK versus the rest of them. If Russ isn't the quarterback, I don't know if it's good or I don't know if it's better or worse for DK Metcalf, <laughs> but it's different and it's an uncertainty. And that's, that's, a that is, I, I, I have that out of my head. Like I, it's, it, to me, it just seems too hard at this point to move Wilson. Uh, you've seen the quarterback market. We've talked about it. If teams want a quarterback and there are quarterbacks available for trade, I think we see them this year. Like, if somebody is desperate for that boost to their franchise, Especially look, I, I, I've, I never would have thought that Russell Wilson would ever be traded. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense because that's just not the kind of name we see traded. We saw Goff and Stafford. Look, Russell Wilson's on a different level on what he means to a franchise. Oh yeah. But at the same time, like if somebody really wants to get Russell Wilson and is willing to give up, something for him and the Seahawks they need to reset. I mean, the Seahawks don't really seem to care to use Russell Wilson the way that he probably should be so like maybe they're ready to move on and go in a different direction I think he could be on the move I think there's a chance at least it's it's more real to me now than it's ever been before so because the lack of options if teams want that quick burst I, I could see it happening and if it does then then who the hell takes over in Seattle and is throwing the DK Metcalf? It'll have to be someone involved in the trade that wherever he goes. Yeah. That's the only uh, thing I could think of because uh, either that or pray for Marcus Mariota. <laughs> and is that, I, I don't think that's better for DK Metcalf. Like, Oh, it's not, but the situation's not great with, with a Russell Wilson that they only use to 50% capacity or whatever, you know, like th- that's not a great situation. He's done very well. Um, but the situation's going to be worse. I so I'm a little lower on DK Metcalf than I probably I probably should be, but I think we've seen the production go down, and hey, that makes the value go down. All right. Well, we have done all of our lists for wide receivers, so let's move on to Kane and his tight end. You know, one we've group of tight. Of <laughs> we've talked about a tight end. That was enough. Um, <laughs> We, I feel like there's one tight end that kind of belongs closer to that top tier than than he is currently. 
Fryer man. No, oh, we have to talk about Darren Waller. Okay. I feel like Darren Waller isn't in that, you know, f- top four, but I feel like he probably should be in that conversation. He fell out this year because yeah. he was last year. Because he was hurt. Mm. I mean, he had one game where he got like pummeled with targets, and then we spent the next 16 weeks going, oh, remember that week one production? That was, was great. awesome. But here's the deal, though, is Darren Waller is equal to the 106. This is in non-tight end premium. I don't want Darren Waller in a non-tight end premium. Now, I know John's going to give me that tight end premium doesn't really matter. But but with Waller, who is pure based on volume, matters a little bit. He doesn't score touchdowns. So if you can give me an extra two points a game just based on a couple of catches, yeah, I'll take it. But I don't, I don't think I'm giving up. You should have to one thousand percent. You should have to give up the one hundred six for Darren Waller. I just I don't think I'm doing it right now. So I want Darren Waller way more than I want David Montgomery in this similar range. Um, I mean, like Russ said, tight end premium doesn't make a difference. It's an advantage to have a good tight end, whether there's a premium or not. The advantage is there. So would I give the 106? So at that point, we're looking like you're missing out on the two running backs, Willis. Um, You're missing out the top receiver. Who are we looking at, Kane? That's kind of like 106. What's left after? That's kind of like the big, the top four. Did I read those right? Like there's two running backs, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. And Um, then kind of there. The ADP shows you're basically choosing between Sam Howell, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. So oh, Spiller's, two... Spiller's. Who's ahead of Spiller? How does Spiller fall to the 106? Quarterbacks. Oh, uh, okay. Matt, Matt Corral, Brees oh, Hall, Corral. Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Isaiah Spiller. Okay, so this is leaving me, because I would have Spiller above Corral. So this is leaving me choosing between Corral, Hal, and Waller. I'm probably just going to stick with Waller. Um, I would rather try and get a 2023 first out of Waller in the season. You know, maybe I get a little production out of him. Maybe he boosts and I get better than just a single 2023 third. Maybe I can get a or 2023 first. Maybe I can get a first and a second. Or maybe my team is good because Waller's helping me. <laughs> in which case, I just will take the points. So I'm going to stick with Waller at the 106. I will take him above Howell and uh, Corral, which... I mean, they're quarterbacks. They're going to be rookies. They're going to be drafted highly. So they obviously have the room to improve. But I, I think we all kind of, I think there's going to be a cap on the value of the quarterbacks from this class for a long time to come. All right. What do you got, Kane? I think I want Darren Waller over the 106. Um, especially if I'm not the team that, if I didn't earn the 106, you know, and my team's a little bit better than the 106. Maybe it was a playoff team randomly have the 106. I want Darren Waller, um, especially as, you know, new coach. I think things get a little more exciting. Um, I think the offense just performs better. Um, so I think Darren Waller could be really, really exciting this year. Or Hunter Renfro can. <laughs> Rude. Are they not the same player? But yes, but you don't get points for both of their. See, that's unfortunate. That's, 
<laughs> if they did, then it's wheels up on Darren Waller. Absolutely, one thousand percent tight end one. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so here's the list, right? And you guys know who the top tight ends are. Um, so we're just gonna go with the top six here. Um, I know that Pitts could probably be left off the board, but it's not yeah, fun leave, talking about tight leave ends. Them with, off. Leave them but off it, it's not fun talking <laughs> about tight ends without saying Pitts's name. You know, so it was just for fun. Um, so we obviously have Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, um, George Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson, which maybe Hawkinson can be left off that list as well, kind of on the bottom side. <sighs> that makes me sad. I don't think so. Uh, I can, okay, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Okay, go for it. I wanted to even pretend and joke that I didn't have pits one just to see some re- or you know some reactions, <laughs> but I I can't even do it because it's not worth it anymore. Pits at one. I have I have Andrews at two. I I don't feel good about it. I just think it's what needs to happen at this point. Kelsey's also correct. Tra- so I know, but I don't like it because to me it still should be Kelsey, but. His trade value is just tanked at this point. So I can't – I fought the fight to keep him at tight end one throughout the season. And I even then at that point, Pitts was just doing so good enough to – his trade value just went nuts. So I'm not going to – I stopped that fight. I'm like, okay, fine. Pitts is one. Kelsey's two. Oh, man. Andrews is crushing it. And Kelsey's doing sort of okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Andrews is two. So I have Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey – Waller, Kittle, Hawkinson. I like Kittle more as a player, but his health is scaring me a bit. That offense is going to change, assuming we stick with the 90% idea that they will start Lance instead of keeping Garoppolo there somehow. And Waller, to me, is safer. You know, Kittle will have those games where he's just not it that game where Ayuk is the second piece behind Debo and Kittle gets two catches for 16 yards because he just doesn't get the yak that game where that's the point of the game in San Francisco. Waller will at least be getting six to eight targets a game, which is great for a tight end. So to me, he's safer. So that's why I have him above Kittle. And unfortunately, like you said, I think Hawk will probably be the bottom of all of our lists, but I still believe no. Okay, good. John Shaker said that makes me feel good because Hawk should be in this conversation for top tight ends. He has the talent and that offense is weird enough where you know, Hawk should still be the first pass target, in which case he belongs in this conversation. That's My list is exactly the same, Russ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll be the dissenting voice then. Kyle Pitts is last. Oh, kidding. Obviously. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes, I know. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, it's obviously pits at the top and yeah. then a tier break. That's more than a first. <laughs> it is a large tier break. And then it's Andrews for me pretty easily at the number two, another tier break. Oh. Honestly, I think he's a tier break above Kelsey at this point. Kelsey is three. I'm going to go ahead and slot Hawkinson in at four because of that age difference. <laughs> and I think he is going to be, I think he already kind of has been and will continue to be, I should say, the focal point of that passing attack. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Great. Did awesome. A lot of fun. That offense is kind of set up to flow through TJ Hawkinson a little bit more in the air. Granted, we it's Detroit. 
Um, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, that, I, that look, Detroit is a setback. If Hawkinson was on another team, I think we would all view him a lot higher. I'm not ready to knock him just because of his team. So and, I'm and just him fourth. And just so people know, um, Hawkinson is 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Kittle is 20, 28, and Waller yep. is 29. Just 29. so people have the ages. Yep, and that is enough. Like that's enough for me. Plenty of time left for Waller and Kittle, but they have battled some injuries. So it's not like they have that Travis Kelsey track record of just constantly playing. If they Which had is that, funny because Kelsey started his career. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but since then he's been pretty darn yeah. consistent with not missing a lot of time. Yeah. If Kittle and Waller had that same track record as Kelsey. They'd probably be above it for me. And granted, I think Hawkinson's battled some injuries as well. Every year, yeah. Yeah. So that's not a huge thing, but he's younger. <laughs> if 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 everything feels similar, I'm going to side with age. Waller Kittle definitely have higher upside in the next year. They could also kind of fall out. None of us like Derek Carr. Nobody liked Derek Carr all that much, except for the Raiders are open to the possibility of considering that maybe he's going to be their quarterback <laughs> in a couple of, like even the Raiders, their vote of confidence is like pretty ho-hum. Great quarterback to go get in super flex as your quarterback too. Yep. Awesome. Great quarterback they have as your quarterback too. In super you're flex not fantasy. paying a one. You're you know? not paying a lot for him. Um, reality wise, like it's kind of vanilla and unless Waller is getting 20 targets a game, like he did that one week, he doesn't have that same upside that I think he used to. That that offense has gotten even more boring somehow. And unfortunately, he's stuck in it. Kittle, my I do have some fear of what we are going to see, even though I want to see Trey Lance. Like, I can't wait to see it. I wish we would have seen it some this mm-hmm. year. Um, they could be really, really focused with Eli Mitchell and Debo and Trey Lance's legs. Like, that's a lot of options before you're probably going to get to Kittle. Kittle's not going to be the main point in that offense. He could be an exclamation point in that offense, and that offense could be a lot of fun. But he's not going to be the one. I don't think he's going to be used as frequently (laughs) as he has been in the past. And that scares me. Yeah. Because when he's healthy, he needs to have, he needs to get used. And I'm a little bit out on Kittle, unfortunately, at this point. Yeah, and I get all that. And honestly, like I've sort of felt that way about Kittle for a while, which just means I've never had him on my team to be able to sell for that uh, value difference that I think of him. But, ugh. okay, well, again, we have officially survived the 2021 season. The 2022 season is here. It has started. We are on our 2022 sites. Okay, well, third of my leagues are on the 2022 sites give me some time guys come on calm down but we are here we are ready to roll over but you know what on dynasty wall street we are done ring the bell we're out of here